Welcome to Relationship. I'm Stacy. And I'm Oha. Hi, Oha. You sound so gross. <laughs> no, I'm Sicky totally baby. fine. I literally developed allergies within the last like 20 minutes. Do you think it's all my cats here? It's the cats and the cigarette and the weather change. It got cold. Yeah, it did get really cold overnight. My throat's scratchy too. Yeah. I sleep with my windows open, um, which is a little scary if you think about ladder rape or something that could yeah. happen to me. That's what I call it, too. But um, I sleep with my windows open and it was chilly. I call it a Romeo and Juliet assault as well. Because she's oh, on her balcony and he's yeah. looking up at her cat calling her. That's what that story's about. It is actually about mm-hmm. assault. Yeah. Uh, we, um, yeah, we went out last night. We did. That's probably some of it, all the cigarettes we smoked. We went to a 90s dance party. That's true, but it was just mostly like, I don't think a good 90s dance party is Nine Inch Nails. Or Rage Against the Machine. It's not my type. And then Nirvana. Yeah, those are cool, and I remember them from the 90s. I love them, yeah. You want like LL Cool J, Mariah Carey, Ace of Bass, to me. TLC. Yeah, we did actually end up dancing to TLC. That was good. And then I didn't know that Dr. But it was Scrubs, by the way. Scrubs. So that's more early yeah, yeah. 2000s. Is it really? I, I believe so. I don't oh, know. Wow. Okay. I think it's later. I don't know. I think Scrubs came out right around 99 or 2000. But you'd want waterfalls if you're doing a 90s dance party. You want more waterfalls type thing. Like... American music is a mystery to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the longest time, I didn't know you could dance to hip hop. Um, I literally was like, oh, that's not danceable music. Like when I would visit here and I uh-huh. would hear like Usher or um, I, the one that I heard was Juvenile, that back that ass up one. And you you could Juvenile? dance I was to like, that? I can't dance to this. Yeah. And everybody that I knew back from Venezuela was like, this music is undanceable toable. So what? Yeah, we just didn't get it. Back that ass up is the most danceable to music. Yeah. Well, I didn't think so. So that's that's a perspective there for you. You know? Wow. I mean, people are different. In yeah. Other parts people of the world. cultures. I mean, can you imagine somebody listens to that song and they're like, oh, I can't dance to this because it doesn't have the right beat. I guess I could. I mean, I was never like that when I was in in the 90s. I was in um, sixth grade. Fifth grade, you know, that kind of thing. We would play Ace of Bass on a recorder. Somebody had like a little shitty recorder tape player thing and the whole bus would sing it. Oh, that's you know, like so going fun. Home. Or we would have pasture parties. What's the, that? It's where you'd put the horses up and you'd have a party what is in that the pasture. Mean? You, you put horses, you put your horses up. The, I don't know what that means. What does that entail? You put them in their stalls. You have horses? Yeah. Everybody has horses and you yeah. have a whole party dedicated if you yes if you that have a seems pasture, like you're you have more horses. third world than what i was up to in venezuela no i mean we could afford horses no horses are from nature you can't that's they're not free not well in venezuela they are so that's why because they just run around yeah they just roam free you catch them yeah we have those and capybaras and you can put them in your backyard and play games with them uh no we you put the horse up for okay, the Okay, I know what party. that means now. And then you have all your friends come out and you wear your best Looney Tunes shirts and memorabilia. Okay. And you dance to TLC, Janet Jackson. Off of a recorder. It's probably some big ass speaker that you plugged into the barn. Okay. Yeah. It's it not, has electricity? The horses have it? The barn has electricity. Okay. For you to work in. Wow. Yeah. Well, we did. Maybe really we were crazy. fancy. Maybe you had a fancy barn with electricity know. and horses that you put up. Anybody that had a barn, call in and tell it us. Sounds like you're, it sounds like putting up a horse is like the horse is down on its luck. And you're like, yeah, you can sleep on my couch. Yeah, except the couch is hay mm-hmm. and it's uh, in a stall. That's a cool. It. You make specific couches for horses in your barn. Yeah, made it. America's such a mystery to me sometimes. Is it still weird? Uh, sometimes. Um, so the music stuff I get now, I get more like, oh, I see how people are dancing too. I still have a huge uh, uh, confusion surrounding, um, like specifically in Houston, uh, how 
uh, like this is something that happens to be like a lot of young white men really love rap music because mm-hmm. it channels like their anger mm-hmm. and um in venezuela people kind of stay their lane you know what i mean like people who who like listen to salsa music they just kind of listen to that pretty exclusively people who listen to you know what i mean like everybody kind of likes their own thing so, there's um, not that much crossover is the crossover because they're young white men that like it? We do, they're just not a lot of. We're more. We're more like a uniform culture. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's kind of a varying degree of a shade of brown, mm-hmm. and if you're white, you're very. You're in the very minority. So um, well, you're very white. What were you? I would. I would be considered in in a minority in Venezuela. Yeah. Um. But not. But still, like my. Whole, I'm the lightest one in my family. Kind of mm-hmm. don't really know why. But um, skin pigment, man. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly why. I can't scientifically. <laughs> um, but wait, they like whiter people, though, right? They, yeah, there's a there's an affinity for it, just the same way mm-hmm. that there is here. But you know, things like slavery and things like that, they occurred so differently in Venezuela that mm-hmm. we don't have the same. Did you uh, have slaves? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, so the Spanish colonized Venezuela and enslaved native people, but we also did have Africans that were brought over. I did um, not know. Yeah, absolutely. You guys were part of the problem, too. Part of the problem. But the thing is, we all fucked each other, and nobody... It was a very mixed culture. So, like, the Spaniards mm-hmm. fucked the black people who fucked the native Venezuelans who then fucked the white people in turn. And so a lot of brown babies came of that. Yeah. So when you say fucked, like, they fucked their slaves? Um, and, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. And uh, there was not a limitation on who slaves could marry. Like, there was a lot of different things that didn't happen there that happened in the United States. Uh-huh. It was just a more, um, I guess, kind of free fucking kind How of... How kind of slaves you guys were. Yeah. Yeah. Did good. Um, I don't... Yeah, maybe not good. No. We are anti-slave here. Yeah. Uh, just, well, I hope everybody is anti-slave here. Like are, that we don't like slavery. Yes. In this room. Mm-hmm. Probably some listeners that are probably pro-slave. Okay. Well, to you people out there, um, I suggest you're, you're, you know, yeah, you're just wrong. You should go um, into an immersion camp um, with only black people um, and then, you know, get a clue. Get a clue. Yeah, get um, a clue. Yeah, I didn't know where you're going with the camp thing. Yeah, to like go to the... Yeah, the it could have gone bad. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it could have gone bad. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know if there's any one black person who wants to go to a camp to help white people become less racist. That sounds like that not sounds their like job. That sounds like the worst yeah, camp not ever. their job. <laughs> They're just like, fuck you by the end of day one. That sounds I about would. right. Um, just people fucking other people. Um, that's how your country was born. I mean, Venezuela is a mystery to me too. I don't understand. You guys don't have soap or toilet paper. That's all I know. We don't have a lot of those things right now. Yeah. It's very, it's a huge, um, so there's a lot of corruption in the Mm -hmm. government. And, um, even though we're just under 30 million people population and we have the second largest oil reserves in the entire world, um, I know, thank you. Um, our infrastructure and our companies don't work properly because they're so intermixed with the government that when money comes in, uh, it just goes to the highest tier of people and everybody else is fucked. I am deeply confused by why some countries just are ass backwards, like, never gonna like so corrupt i have a theory tell me okay this is pretty basic but i think that the countries like uh like all the scandinavian countries and some european countries they pickle things right why do they pickle things just listen to hear me out okay okay? pickling you mean foods yeah so i think that as a culture they were like winter is fucking coming we must plan and preserve and create like a structure around us that allows us to survive during the winters Uh correct in Latin American countries, warm countries, we don't have that shit. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't have to, as a culture, plan for survival. Uh-huh. We have mangoes that fall off of trees 12 months a fucking year, and you just have creeks and animals running wild, and it's a wonderful paradise. Uh-huh. And so we're I think we're meant to be, <laughs> as a country, I think we're meant to enjoy nature mo- more closely than I think Scandinavian countries are meant to. And I think that our, like... I feel genuinely like our role as a people in places like Venezuela is to be more close to nature and less um, buildy and less like corporate structures and that kind of thing. It's a good theory. theory. Okay, wait. Alex says it's a good theory, but I'm confused as to how that ties into yeah, court like greed. 
Well, I think the reason that um, those countries, I just don't think that we have a, a, a history of creating successful structures outside of like more natural structures. This is just a theory that I've okay, just but here's made the thing. up. I, I, I don't hate your theory. I guess I see your theory in being like a warm country. You have mangoes falling off trees. We just have here. resources out the fucking wazoo. But then even like the bottom to the top, they're just like so, it, to me, they're dumb to think that they don't need to like plan something to do something better just because that mango will be there but i think it's not like a like a conscientious thing and it's a st- and no it's the a greed is very that, conscientious no i mean like it's it's not a conscious thing to um to be the kind of people who who plan and who create structures i think it's more like we're just growing as a country and we're kind of like young and as a babies and um, okay are there any corrupt cold countries um Russia. Yeah. Good job, Alex. That to me. They're cold all the time, so they can't do anything. All the fucking time. Yeah. That's why they're so goddamn miserable. Yeah, because it's cold mm-hmm. all the time hey, there. Can I tell you something? Don't tell anybody this. Okay, I won't. I it's a think, secret. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I like Russia. Like, in general? I think it seems too cold. Yeah. I think that I've watched too many documentaries. They about, have like, those mean weird, women there. They have those weird uh, cupolas. Cupolas. What's that? Their architecture is weird. Yeah, I think it's very strange. I don't understand it. I don't know why. People are talking about it a lot in the news. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't know why. Stop giving them press. Yeah, stop giving Russians the press. Go away. Who's Putin? I don't know. That's I'm a Putin. Dumb we name. all Putin. You know? Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like Russia. Is that right? It might be racist or, or like a bigoted, it's, but. It's countryist, you I know? Don't I mean, want... it's very. I feel like 1950s America would be like, yeah, Stacy. Fuck the fuck the Russians, you yeah. know. But now I think we need to be. I think we need to. I think we need to learn more about Russia. I don't Stacey. like them. I don't think I like yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to do it. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I understand. I think it's. Um, they eat. Uh, what the <laughs> hell happened? A, yeah, we have. Uh, okay. For everyone listening, there's a. It's amazing, and we're. I don't post know a what has happened. It's that's cool. Okay, well, wow. uh, there's like some cans that are like balancing. There's a can that's like balancing, and it, it and it's honestly probably a ghost holding it. <laughs> oh my so, god, you guys! Uh, <laughs> if we're gonna start talking about ghosts here, I guess this is a ghost podcast now. Uh, think, speaking of ghosts, yeah, uh, we have a guest here today. Oh, spooky! Yeah, right. Spooky Dookie. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, um, but she makes movies. Yes, and she's the co-founder of Trashy Films. They have tear your heart out. It's already out. Um, and then they have spooky summer camp. Yeah. And then maybe another spooky summer camp coming out. I don't know. Um, it's a lot of stuff. Hello everyone. Um, we have maybe, I think we've done either three or four spooky summer camps. What is three? What is spooky summer camp? It was, um, I had the idea it's supposed to be like, like a children's show. I kind of based it off of, um, public access shows uh-huh. it's supposed to be a children's show for kids but we talk about really dark shit on there our first episode we talked about the dark web uh and i created the darkest joke i've ever written on that first um episode is it about child fucking no oh, um well dark web that is the darkest show. one i could yeah. think of yeah. apparently on the dark web you can buy chinese abortion spirits Oh, and that was the darkest joke I ever wrote. Was talking about abortion spirits. Um, what is that? I don't know. I don't. I the I, ghost of Planned Parenthood past. I love that, but in China. Okay. Um, I think you can buy it, and it, you can either use it for good or bad. It's like you can prevent an abortion or cause an abortion with a spirit, something like that. Well, you're obviously knowing, like the Chinese abortion, like it's a law, right? That yeah. you have to, after a certain amount of kids, get an abortion. Mm-hmm. They're like trying to do that, or if it's girls or something. Um, so I bet those spirits actually are pretty angry. Yeah, uh, and they feel cheated. Yeah, yeah. So they probably be pretty. I'm scared mad. of the dark web. I'm scared of the dark web it, and of never been on it. It is very scary. Did you I get on it? No, I didn't. But I've done a lot of research on it. Uh-huh. How, How do you get on it? Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty meticulous way. To, you have to get a VPN um, and then on, other stuff. Hold on. Already, I failed. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I I don't know what VPN is, but I just listened to a podcast about what the dark web was. You have to have a special browser. Yeah, that's a VPN. Okay, VPN. <laughs> Fancy word for it. Um, you have to have a special browser 
because you don't want your IP address to be traced because once you go into this world, these people are like hacker smart, crazy smart, like they can get all your shit. So, so you have to go in incognito so that even, they can't just like yes, ruin your life even immediately. Even going in, even though you're not looking for like a picture of a 12-year-old's asshole, you still are susceptible for all kinds of like dangerous mm-hmm. shit coming your way yeah. just going in there. Um I know a guy, this is real. I know a guy who bought pounds of Molly off the Silk yeah. Road. Oh, that's the most like innocent, probably the most innocent thing yeah. you can do on the but, dark I mean, web. But how brave! Like, they, like they have them delivered. It was and... delivered to his house where his child lives. Like pounds of Molly, and then he just handed it out to people. Like wow, very generous. I think very. Thank you. Yeah, anonymous. Kind it was just very sweet. He's a great guy, um, but that is crazy to mm-hmm. me that you just order it. But then, of course, you can get somebody killed. You can get you can get guns, child porn. Um, it's, everything yeah how how do how do we crack down on that do we want to we do how how do we get rid of it i don't know the government does to i don't know they we get, are so ill-informed about it's all very this shit hard because like it's hard to trace the people who you know sell the stuff and the people who buy it because like it's all very anonymous like they use bitcoin oh, all bitcoin stuff like that. yeah mm-hmm. that's um electric money yeah, it's uh, digital dimes. Mm-hmm. I wonder if when you deposit into your Bitcoin, it's like, doo, 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 like a Ka-ching. video thing. You know, like when you yeah. get a coin on Mario. Yeah. And it stacks, um, the coins just stack in little pounds. Yeah. Nickels and it suckles. and thing. Suckles. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. Harry Potter money. Oh, is that a Harry Potter thing? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, Sickles, not suckles. Sorry. I don't know. You could have told me anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything too spooky. I've never actually done a real spell. I did try after the craft came out. That was like big for my child. I was about 13 when that came out. Um, and that was really cool. The idea that you could just do witchcraft to mm-hmm. change your hair, change your body, make love happen. Yeah. But then I had to bind myself from doing harming it. No, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did like look into it. Um, I don't know anything. I like crystals. I like yeah. the idea of crystals and stuff like that. Um, I don't want to be that lady. I like burn sage in my house sometimes, mm-hmm. but I've never done a real spell. I did like a, I did a little spell. Cass, have you ever done any spells? I haven't. My mom has though. What? What, what kinds of spells does your mom do? Um, it's an, uh, she's done unbinding spells. And what you do is you write somebody's name and you put them in the freezer and that's supposed to cut ties with whoever that person you want. Oh shit. We yeah. gotta do I like that. that. But do you have to say something? Um, I think so. I don't know. It's like, I think if you look up unbinding spell, and that's one of the first things that shows Uh up, it's like one of the easiest. So you write their name down, you just stick it in the freezer, forget about it. And then that person, you'll won't have any contact with them anymore. The energy, I mean, the, um, the danger, the, the dark energy of witchcraft has really changed with the internet Mm -hmm. because it used to be where your mom had like a witchcraft book, like Mm -hmm. a spell book. And if you opened it, you'd like unleash some power in the world. And like, then you'd have to find somebody like your grandma to help like do a better spell to catch it. They always now just on Google. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I once, I, I once saw a Google question Mm -hmm. that was like, how do I make my, my boyfriend, uh, like not leave me. Uh, spells please gross and then yeah it was really rough and then the answers were definitely like the the, there was like a lot of newt eyes there was a lot of um what is a newt eye it's a newt is a kind of salamander um so you have to get their eyeballs out and then put it in a potion yeah can you get on amazon you could probably order newt eyes from amazon they Mm -hmm. may be small marbles made Mm -hmm. by men in italy but (laughs) you know probably Probably. Hey, when I went into a witchcraft store in New York once, very expensive stuff. Yeah. it. Um, I go to Magic Cauldron a lot, and usually I spend over $30 there. I just feel like witchcraft should be more for the every woman yeah. mm-hmm. or man. Yeah. Like, it should Which be a lot digest, more accessible. Which is digest, kind of, like a small... Yeah. Like, where's the sprouts for witchcraft stuff? You know, we don't have one and we should. Mm-hmm. Magic Cauldron is very expensive. Yeah. Magic Cauldron is very expensive. And they don't really like to talk about witch and spells stuff. They I don't think they're that friendly. No, I think they're 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 kind of a coven in there. Do they're you like, like a, in there? Um, Are they friendly to you? I 
they're all right. They're not exactly friendly, but they're not really standoffish. I'm in there, like, you know, I'm doing my own business. Mm-hmm. And so I just know that they're doing their own as well. You know where the Newt's Eye Isle is, so <laughs> you don't even need their help. Um, I was just in there this week, and the lady working there was in an argument with whoever it was on the other line about the Necronomicon. It was pretty, I really enjoyed eavesdropping about that conversation. What's a Necronomicon? Okay, so it is. <laughs> Noob. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Okay. I only know about it from the movie, the Evil Dead movies, and in that they used it to um, conjure up demons, but I think it's a H.P. Lovecraft book, and that's all I know about it, but I think whoever was on the other line thought you could bring back the dead with it. And she was like, no, you can't. Yes. You call here every week asking about Necronomicon. Like, that sounds right. No. That sounds like an Egyptian god. Yeah, I love that. The nef- Necronomicon. 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 It also sounds like, a, like a transformer. Con. Yeah. That could be too. Or mm-hmm. like a convention for people that like to fuck dead people. Necronomicon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Think about it. Uh, yeah. Could be a good marketing thing out there. Tool for sure. Um, so you're a little baby filmmaker. Yes. Um, and then one day, do you want to be a big mama filmmaker? Um, It's a dream of mine. Uh, I'd love to. I have all these ideas, like, for scripts that I'd love to see become a big production. Um, but other than that, I'm kind of happy with, like, just the little sketches I do, the ones me and Tessa do. So That's good. Yeah. Just trying to be realistic with it. I think that's, I mean, I think dreams are dream. You know, mm-hmm. you should dream big. Um, making movies now is really hard. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. And you do it now so that seems pretty badass that is pretty badass thank you yeah when we made tear your heart out it, it it's really it's still amazing that it's just how it was made how everybody wanted to help us how it's just we got it done and it and the fi- finished product was just incredible mm-hmm. for the first we'd never done anything like this before and like so after it was done and like the premiere we had all these people it was just it was a really good feeling I didn't go to the premiere. Did yeah. you go? No, I couldn't make it either. I think we had like a town. show. Y'all oh, we were like something. all sick, I think. I went out of town. I can't remember. But, uh-huh. you know, the interesting thing for me is like um, it is definitely like trial and error mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I think people like won't call themselves a writer or they won't call themselves a filmmaker. But the reality is, is you could just do it. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be perfect? Is it going to be ideal? Are you going to know what you're doing the first 20 times? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But ultimately, I think that the you made, like you had an idea, you rallied a bunch of fucking people together, and mm-hmm. then you finished it. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is a miracle. Because I know yeah, how I difficult cool. it is to like just get people to do anything mm-hmm. that isn't mm-hmm. you know, their own project or their and own passion. And if they're not getting paid. And if they're not getting paid. It's a miracle. Mm-hmm. And you guys, that's, that's what you performed. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really fucking cool. Okay, mm-hmm. so on the set, be real. It, because people fall in love on movie sets. Yeah. By the way, this is like every relationship Rachel McAdams has ever been in. She's ended up with a boyfriend. It, well, no, that is a relationship. But I mean every movie. What? Did you hear me? I thought I was. She's staring so blankly. Every relationship she's ever had. Yes, she does end up with a boyfriend because it is a relationship. But gotcha. But started she, okay. on a movie set. Yeah. Did you fall in love with any of your co-stars? I didn't fall in love. I had a big crush on one. And did that crush be? Do you think it was from the movie? Like, uh, when it, before we even asked that person to be in the movie, I really thought they, I thought they were really cute, but I didn't think anything. And then whenever you know we were working together, then yeah, I started to develop a crush. But like, mm-hmm. I don't really think that it the movie like brought any of those feelings ahead mm-hmm. um do did you guys like fool around in your trailers like was it like overcraft services no. what was that like no um i waited till everything was uh, after we were done completely like summer camp <laughs> to um <laughs> make camp. anything happen just in case like if it ended badly like filming wouldn't have been awkward yeah oh well i would have let him finger me like behind the set yeah. or something absolutely so once i know who you're talking about and i mean just just to try it just to you say know? hey what's up hey what's up want to finger me yeah that's how i present fingering to back people. then i wasn't that brave now, would you would do you it do now uh maybe yeah you should Ooh, yeah. you definitely should uh do you feel like you're more brave you've created something it's a huge thing now are you more brave with everything in your life so that you can be like give me the dick 
when when you that's want how it. I present it as well. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. pretty more like vocal about those things. Whenever I developed a crush on that person, I hadn't you know had a crush on anyone in a really long time because I had dealt with a breakup not even a year before that Mm -hmm. and it was a really hard breakup i was with this person for a very long time so like i didn't have any interest in anyone until i've developed a crush on that person so Mm -hmm. yeah they were your gateway drug to relationships yeah you get that Mm -hmm. little yeah gateway dick you just have that little spark in your heart and in your vagina and then the spark gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it explodes. And, and that's, that's what coming is. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I asked Cass, I messaged her on um, Facebook about, hey, just what do you kind of start thinking about what you want to talk about? And it's just the spiel that we I give everybody. Yeah. I ask everybody. And she was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of quiet and people think that I'm just not interested in dick or something, but I really have a lot of opinions on it. So when I told you're really good friends, maybe best friends with my ex-boyfriend and yeah. they're like twins. Y'all look alike. And I told him that you said that and he was like, oh yeah, sometimes Cass just out of nowhere is like, I'm going to get the D tonight or something like I need the D or something. Do you say things like that? I use the term dick appointment quite a dick lot. Dick appointment. That's what he said. She needs to make a dick appointment. I love dick appointment. I think a dick appointment is one you cannot miss. Yes. Um, I did call her silent but horny. Like I love that. It's mm-hmm. like a fart, but not really. You know, she's like a a cum fart. Mm-hmm. A cum fart. Yeah. Ooh, actually, a cum fart. I don't. I don't know if you want to. We that mean though. that as a compliment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the best um, way possible. The best way possible. Cum farting. Um. Okay. Do you fuck a lot? Uh. You be fucking. Currently, yes. Oh damn. Uh, I love that. Yeah, that is good. I'm so happy for you because I'm not currently fucking, but that's okay, Cece. It'll happen for you quicker than it would happen for anybody else. I hope to get back out there soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell all your friends. So I have a question. Um, about her you, fucking now? Yeah, about her yeah. fucking now. Um, mm-hmm. Are you more, um, you were saying that you were more like communicative and verbal about the things that you liked. Have you found that you like, that that's increased the amount of like, you know, the, the amount of um, like fun that you have or you know like did you see that time before where you're like not really into it tell me a little bit about how you feel now basically um so i had lost my virginity senior year of high school Ooh, congrats and i didn't you know i didn't really know what you know what i liked or anything i you know i didn't like i had never watched porn or anything so i didn't know my only like stuff i knew about sex was true blood that was it. Mm-hmm. Love that show. <laughs> Alexander Sarsgaard taking you there. Um, so I didn't really know what I wanted. And so like the guy I was with, I'd say things and like he didn't ever want to do that. So <gasps> wait. So the, this is the guy you lost your virginity to? Yes. And is this the same guy you dated a long time? Yeah. Two years. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. So you... Was it just like him just like pounding away on top of you? And you're like, hey, do you want to try this? And he's like, no. Yeah, that's weird. That sucks. Ugh, that sucks. Did it ever change with him because you dated him two years? Uh, no. Oh. Because the first year we were together, we saw each other a lot. And then the second year, I didn't see him that much. And so I was kind of young and naive. I didn't think of you know, I didn't think of it. It's like, oh, yeah, he's busy. He's working. Nope. He's just cheating on me the entire time. Oh, so he's giving uh, his bad sex to somebody else. Yeah. God damn that it. That is fine. Yeah. <laughs> give it. Give that bad sex That's to another girl. That's a reoccurring girl. Dick, dick appointment you should not want to mm-hmm. keep. Um, okay. So you're, are you more open? I think maybe this is what you were saying. Like, are you more open now to ask for what you want? Yes. Because you're so young, but... And, and it took me a long time to learn. And I think I still kind of struggle sometimes. But if you're like finding it younger to be like, I like this. I'm into this. Mm-hmm. This is my kink or whatever I'm into. Um, and making a dude deliver or see you later. Uh, I don't like demand it. I like ask. And usually whoever I'm with, they're like, yeah, OK, sure. Because other than th- like other than that, it's like kind of just like I don't want to say boring, but just like ordinary yeah so do you not like vanilla sex uh i would say i'm pretty vanilla when it comes to that stuff but you're not a spook in the sheets no no oh man i just imagined her like putting like black blood capsules in her mouth and like as she comes she bites down on them 
and like they just like bleed out of her mouth like a vampire like but a vampire yeah. what if you put just for fun yeah like a blood capsule in your mouth and then went down on a guy and then was like something's wrong <laughs> i'm and sorry right into it yeah uh, i don't know the person i'm currently seeing i think he'd be weirded out at first but maybe laugh it off i don't know you know what as long as you make yourself laugh i think that <laughs> that's enough is what matters i'm gonna try that with the next guy i, I want to try that too that's amazing <laughs> i just recently used a glow-in-the-dark condom with someone and we before we even started anything we were just laughing our asses off of how silly it looked and how yeah i can't imagine glow-in-the-dark dick I, that's hilarious I think that's like the best nightlight in the world. Yeah. Make him sleep with it on. Yeah. That's what don't I would take do. it off by the time he can't feel his dick by the time morning comes. Maybe. Um, have you ever used a cock ring? Have you ever used a cock ring? No. I have never. Have I was you? just thinking about yesterday. I was just thinking about, I bought a new vibrator. Mm-hmm. Good because, for you. Yeah. I yeah. do it every time I go through a relationship, like out with the old and with the new. And I bought a new vibrator and I was just thinking about a guy using a vibrator. Like, do they get to do this? Does my is my ex at home also thinking how he needs a new vibrator? Like I don't know. And what about a vibrating cock ring? Like do guys? I don't know. I've never used one. I've never. No, I've never used one either. I know that when I go to like gay sex stores, that's where they have the most of those. Like I feel like gay men are so much more in touch with their like sexual feelings of what they want and what they don't want because they've had to explore it already. Yeah. They've had to be like, oh, I think I feel differently than Mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm gay. They just thought about their feelings more. Um, I wonder, I wonder, I, I don't know about cock rings. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've never done it. Do you put the balls in or not? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I've only seen them used to race paper towel rolls. Okay. Oh, okay. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this video. Okay. That's how ones. you know that we don't know. We're all like, yeah, I know about that, but I don't know mm-hmm. about cock rings. Do you think when they like that secretly that's what they filmed and showed but really they were like in the bathroom like those fellas go i like it i don't know we've been following around these these guys that we keep meeting um oh we met these guys yeah i'm gonna tell you Cass. tell Mm -hmm. yeah so we met these uh three younger gentlemen um probably 25 Mm -hmm. you know yeah so younger than us yeah and we met them last week and then bumped into them again today and it just organically, I swear to God, organically got to a point in the conversation where we were talking about sex stuff. And like one guy is in a relationship for years. He's been mm-hmm. in this relationship, even though he kept trying to touch my butt. And yeah, again, very inappropriate. Did. Yeah. Um, and he will not. Oh, sorry. My cat just tried to jump on the table like a fucking monster. I'm sorry. She's a terrorist. Are you okay? I have champagne all over my I'm lips. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's the sexiest problem to have. <laughs> Alex is going to help you. My cat is very into this conversation. She oh. really likes young men. So, yes. And so I was like, we I don't know. It organically came up about like a finger in the butt. Like for a guy. For them. Yeah. And that is, that's something that is natural. Like it's just sex stuff. I believe don't say no. Mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't degrade you, mm-hmm. hurt you, like... No, thank you. Um, it as long as it doesn't do that to you, then you should say yes to it. Mm-hmm. Like, have fun. Maybe titty fucking ain't my favorite. That doesn't feel good to me. But if you really like it, okay, go Who for cares? it. But these guys were like very opposed to very it. Very opposed to it. Ah, oh, hell no, that's gay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's only gay when you're doing it with another man. Yeah, you let your girlfriend do it. So when we saw him last night. They immediately recognized us. Um, and they're like, you're the one talking about the finger in the butt. I'm like, yeah, have you tried it? I saw sparkle in his eye, but he said no. He said no. That's all right. Yeah. I think I could give good young sex advice. You know, like to young so. people, like try this. I don't know. Um, I think it's kind of like I am not like opposed to the concept of um, pegging, mm-hmm. but it's just like. I don't want to do it if the other person doesn't want to do it. That's just my philosophy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to do something like that if they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want you to be miserable. Yeah. I've never done that. I am not opposed to it either. We've talked about this. Oh, I actively want to do it. It's just so, like it feels so powerful like mm-hmm. it might be. But then you'd have to find like a guy 
Um, I did stick my finger in a guy's asshole one time. Have you ever done that? No. Okay. And I just wanted to try it. I was like, hey, I want to try this thing, you know, and he's like very hairless and um, just the grimace on his face where he was like, okay, the whole time. But just tried it for a second and then stopped. And then that that person didn't really enjoy it. Or? It just was like a second. He was just like, mm. I don't think so. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. All right. Tried it. I wonder, yeah, I wonder like that, the whole idea of like, I don't want to be gay, that they're unwilling to try this whole thing when they probably consider themselves like, yeah, I want to fuck her in her butthole, you know? Yeah, like, they like that. They like that, know. but for some reason, their own butthole is, a, is an off limits area. It's sacred. It is a sacred. I mean, it's them. probably very hairy. It's like guys' buttholes are so hairy. It's a weird generally. area for men. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, have you ever seen a guy's underwear? Like, you have a brother. Look at his underwear. It's full of shit. I don't want to. It's gross. He it's keeps bad. Uh, his bathroom all in the corner because we share a bathroom. Uh-huh. All his boxers are in the corner, and I don't want to touch them. You shouldn't. Yeah, I don't want to. Are they on the floor? Yes. That's gross. That's If you, if you strung all those out, there, there'd be a would whole he turd. die? Um, I think we like, we have an agreement, like I get, you know, I know you leave your underwear there, so I'm going to do the same thing. And, you know, he's used to, you know, seeing in the, you know, trash can, there's going to be like, I use tampons, but like, you know, I cover them up and stuff. (laughs) So like, it's nothing gross in the bath, like in the trash can. So like, we have a good mutual respect. Um, he does... And I don't even give a fuck about talking about this. He shaves his balls a lot and doesn't clean up after himself. Ugh. Okay. So. Okay. Rude. <laughs> very rude. Rude. Very like, rude. Rinse it out. Mm-hmm. Where does he shave in the shower? Yes. <sighs> Fucking turn the shower on, One time dude. I found a tiny tuft of bright red hair in my tub, and it was clearly pubes. And the last person who was a redhead had been in my house was Catherine White. Mm-hmm. It's probably She hers. swears that it's not hers. <laughs> What if Swears. she just, what if she goes to people's houses and just shaves like a patch of pubes? Just tries it out. She's like, "Look Leave. at these scissors right here." Catherine was here, and this it's like you know how like um, dogs pee on things. Yeah, she leaves little traces of pubic hair. I just yeah yeah. I think that it's so rude. Like, just do it. When I live alone, and when I do that, the rare occasion I shave my balls. I will rinse it out. Oh, I definitely like there's sometimes it's really bad down there, especially during the summer. I have to shave Mm because it's like I don't want this gross like clam bake down there. Clam bake sounds really fun, actually. (laughs) So do you say that when a guy goes down on you? Like, come on down for a clam bake. um, (laughs) So but whenever I do, I make sure there's like no evidence. Yeah, (laughs) you should. Are you hairy? Your arms don't have any hair on them. Uh, do you shave your arms? No, I don't. It's and it's just light hair. You're on my Hispanic arms. and you're not hairy at all. I'm like a quarter Hispanic. Just a quarter? Yeah. I thought you were half. I'm full blown mm-hmm. and Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. It is a jungle all over my entire body. Mm-hmm. All yeah. majority of my hair is on my head. Oh, that's nice. very yeah. lucky. Yeah. Very, very lucky. The both of you were just yeah. swimming in luck. Do you have any nipple hairs? Actually, I don't. Yeah. I don't have nipple hairs. I do grow like random, like just like a like, like a boob hair, like a boob yeah. hair, random, just randomly, really coarse, long and gross. Weird. That's so weird. I've never had one, but I swear to God, I can't grow hair on my body. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's not. I wear a wig everywhere I go. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Yeah, somebody's gonna believe that. Somebody and I, you person, you're right. Yeah. I yeah. Do. Absolutely. Um, no, but sometimes I get other people's hair stuck in my nipples, so. That is very sweet. I bet that's like a sign of like closeness. And it's very close. Absolutely. To people. Have Have you ever gotten any of my hair stuck in your cleavage or in your boot in your butt? No, it's from cutting hair. Excuse me. Oh, right, 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 right. It's okay. from cutting hair. That's if what I it cut is. your hair, especially if you're a guy, I'll get it stuck in my nipples because they're short. They're very mm-hmm. short. Cass, I have a question for you. Um, so, in this person that you um, that you were dating for two <laughs> years, so from what ages did you date them? Um, he was older than me. He was four years older than me. I started dating him when I was 17. He was 21. And tell me a little bit about the relationship. Like, what was he like? And what were you like at the beginning? Um, And at the end, too. Tell me everything. You know, it was my real, like, I had had boyfriends in the past, but it wasn't ever anything like, you know, like the real thing, like high school boyfriends and middle school boyfriends, stuff like that. So this was my real, like, actual relationship. Um, 
So it, at first we had a lot in common. Um, like we loved movies and stuff like that. And so that's what we kind of bonded our relationship over. And then like we realized, you know, like it didn't take that long that we really did have feelings for each other. And so um, he never really pressured me into having sex at first. I It was my idea. Um, and then that's like, you know, it was, I guess, like he was my sexual awakening. Um, and so it was really good. Um, you know, that first year we were together, it was like, you know, we did a lot of stuff. We went to Disneyland together. It was like really cool. Um, but then after, basically, I want to say right once I started college, he changed dramatically. Um, he was very verbally abusive and emotionally abusive. Um, he would like, you know, I'd want to see him. And he'd come up with every kind of excuse. And eventually, I kind of just grew, like, resentment towards that. Um, and he made me think that, like, if I was just the one being a bitch and all this stuff. You know, just a needy, demanding. And eventually, I found out he was cheating on me. Because this one girl had messaged me. And I found out we were supposed to see each other that day. And I hadn't seen him in, like, maybe two weeks. And so I didn't hear from him at all that day. And then there was this something I was like, I need to check like my spam folder, my spam messages on Facebook. I don't know why. I just had the feeling. And that's when I saw this message from a girl saying, hey, I know you're dating this dude, but we've been seeing each other for like six months. And so I tried calling him, calling him. He didn't answer. So I didn't want to do this. So I just ended up leaving him a text saying, "Okay, so it's over. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fuck that guy, though. Like. Whatever. completely irresponsible mm-hmm. with another person's just another human's feelings what's at all like no regard whatsoever i know that he sucked in the end but did you think you loved him i i really did uh-huh. um you you still think that you loved him yeah Is that what you're saying i okay. definitely did uh-huh mm-hmm. i really cared about him um but it's just now like i you know i found out he cheated on me with a lot of girls but i also just recently find found out he cheated on me with a guy and that's fine Mm -hmm. like i don't care but like it just kind of makes me question like you know who really was this person yeah Mm -hmm. like what was he really into Mm -hmm. i I wonder have boring sex with that guy no i bet you can't gay sex is never boring that's just something everybody knows yeah um but i guess my the line of question it isn't really a question more as an observation but like when you're that age you don't have the fucking tools i think sometimes to like tell people how you feel and communicate yeah it's not an excuse for him at all no but the idea of like talking to somebody about the fact that you're not interested anymore or that you have different ideas about what you think you want to do that is a fucking huge hurdle at that age and you had some of it down already you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like you were like i'm present i'm with you i want to be with you i want to Mm -hmm. communicate and he could not respond to you yeah he couldn't it was like he was fucking incapable at that point because mm-hmm. he's very immature, obviously, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, still to be ho- holding on to that feeling of love. Like I had a, a boyfriend at a young age mm-hmm. that I think in the end ended up. It doesn't sound like as, as harsh as yours, but was to me a little abusive or whatever. But um, like emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. gaslighting me like yours was to you. Yeah. And then eventually cheated on me. Um I think I I just grew. I'm interested to hear why you think that you loved him. I just grew like later to be like, oh, that I wasn't love. Like he's he was a jerk. I don't know. I just felt different um, about it as time passed, and it didn't take that much time. You're past yours, and you still think that. I just think I'm also stunted with love. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Agreed with it real fast. <laughs> yeah. 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 You for sure are. Um. That I just was like, oh, that's not love because he was a dick. But maybe I'm lying. Maybe it was love. And I just was like, well, he's a dick. So question to the both of you, because this is something we talked about a little bit before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think love means in a re- like in a relationship? What is love? What do you see as love? Uh, I know it's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, I'll say something. I mean. Um, I think that love is like, it's like a really big thing to say to somebody. I think it should be. Um, I think it like carries such a great responsibility for their emotional well-being. 
I think that love is like the biggest thing. Like if I think about love for a friend that I care so greatly, then if it's a romantic person, I think you feel even deeper. If it's love. Wow. Yes. I think you do. That's so big. Like bigger than the love that you have for your friends. Oh my God. I I think that's what it is. It's big. It's Mm -hmm. really big. And then if you think about how big it is, it's like the fucking size of the ocean. That's so big the feelings you have for this person that it is real love to me. This yeah. is just my opinion. Um, but I don't, I don't know that I think it means a lot of different things to people. Some relationships I've been in their love for me, like, um, were manifested in ways that I don't think love is to me. Love is like caring about the other person above yourself um, not putting yourself in danger or anything, but maybe just um, putting their like wants and desires, thinking about when I've been in love. I've, I've only actually been in love one time, but when I was in love with that person, I would think about them constantly like, oh, should I get this person this? Should I do you think they'd want something or um, mostly about food? Why is this all revolving around food? Um, just considering their plans, their desires not at the sake of my own happiness, but it was so big and like all encompassing. I think mm-hmm. it's just a great responsibility, super great responsibility. Uh, like, ugh. what about you, Cass? What do you think? I think I'm kind of on the same page. It's definitely for me, you know, um, really, really caring about them more than like a general, like friend. Um, and I think it's maybe being, for me, it has to be, like, being on the s- same page about, like, a lot of things, being comfortable with one another. Uh, that's what I kind of think of it. And uh, what I don't about know. sexy time? Do you think that, like, plays into it? Do you have to be, like, I mean, if you, I guess it, it should. But there's couples who probably really love each other who go long spurts without fucking because mm. kids, uh, grief, uh I don't know, uh, you know, distance. Mm-hmm. Somebody is in the military or whatever. Like, I think that there's, obviously there's something inexplicable that could be mm-hmm. explained with chemistry and attraction and mm-hmm. all those things in a very scientific way. But on like a, on a relationship level, um, I, I do agree that there's like pinpoints. Like one of them could be that you put that other person before yourself mm-hmm. in a healthy way and in a way yeah. that makes sense. Um, but I think the we've talked about this on the podcast repeatedly. But the idea mm-hmm. of like uh, liking each other and having a person who's your closest friend, who you can share everything with, and then you guys also kind of like love banging and love being intimate with each mm-hmm. other. Like the combination of how you are with your friends, which is like the joy and the the sort of you know happy for their happinesses and successes Mm -hmm. sad when they're sad Uh i think it's like i don't know because there's also different kinds of love i think it's the most complicated thing in the world to try to define it but when it comes to relationships that's like it's like you choose for that person to be your limb Mm -hmm. you know and the choice needs to be made every day that 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 person that you choose to hurt when they hurt and you choose to feel happiness when they feel happiness Mm -hmm. and that to me is the difference between like a child and a lover is that you love your child because you've made a limb but Mm -hmm. with a lover you choose for them to be a part of you and i i wonder what it takes to keep something like that alive truly I don't, but I, genuinely, I don't know. and we talked about like how much work it is and how mm-hmm. difficult it is and like the pain and the glory of being in love. But I wonder truly um, how prepared we are for something like that as yeah. humans. And I, or if you can't like, is, are there people that just can't be, yeah. I don't know if I can be for a, I a struggle too. period yeah. of time. I think it, you, it's, I think one thing about being in love with someone is making it work. But also realizing when it's time to end it, it's time to end it. Not just, you know. But that's still love. Yeah, it's keep just... it going just because you're in love with that person. Like, if it's like, you know, just a dead end, it's like time to, you know, kill it. What about people that, I mean, I agree with you, but what about the people that, because I, I think that I've met people that were in love mm-hmm. that quit too early that quit when it was six months of bad when they've had years of good. Like, yeah. so you have six months of bad, six months of bad feels like probably a long time when you're in it. But if love is a choice that you make, like 
don't they say like married people say that there's times you hate your partner and times you love your partner could be just be extended periods of time mm-hmm. i don't know what about people that just quit too early yeah i don't know i think maybe they can tell i don't know i uh, this is a statistic we also talked about it, that i was reading about is the idea that um Men say I love you 83 days into a relationship, and women wait until about 100. And, on average. On average, saying. yeah. Uh, until well into the hundreds. I think it's either 113 or 130. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's a three. But um, it definitely goes against a lot of the things that we're kind of taught, which is that women are like obsessed with like mm-hmm. falling in love and being in love. But mm-hmm. I also said that at some point it may also be that the stigma of like a woman being too needy yeah. um, and saying I love you first means that she's like, you know, a fucking harpy and she's too like, you know, she's too invested when a, when a guy is, is not. Mm-hmm. But I wonder also, it's like, you it's almost like you have to know the definition of love before you can say that to somebody and fully mean it mm-hmm. and i think people say it to each other without all really having yeah. all the time mm-hmm. a grasp of what it means and I, the closest thing i can come to really love is the way that i feel about my family and my friends mm-hmm. which is like i feel very like um dedicated to the work that is being with them mm-hmm. good bad whatever it is all i know is that i want to do the work i don't know if i'm good at it i don't know what the variables are but i'm there to do the work and uh I, yeah i just wonder what i love you means what that phrase really have you ever said it to anybody i i have but i think i it's always been with a grain of salt inside oh. of myself <laughs> it's always been like yeah Jesus. i love them you know but i don't no, really but have you ever have you ever like been like hey i love you to um, your lover probably no you would have known you you just I, like, i'm trying it, to think of like a specific time you do a lot i think with my first boyfriend david probably uh-huh. um david david yeah it's he um he was my boyfriend right before i moved from venezuela uh-huh. to the united states and um he's a bit older than me and he was so like I think every partner I've ever had that I've been in a relationship with has been very dedicated to me. Um, But uh, with him in particular, he was just a very pure person and all of his, uh, I don't know, his intentions were so very clear all the time. Mm -hmm. He was just a very pure, and I loved him for that. I think I loved him for loving me so well, but I don't know if I have ever really, really loved. Yeah. Oh man. I, yeah, I think it's like really crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't know if it's like sustainable. I don't know. Yeah. Char- uh, Charlotte Johansson. Scarlett Johansson recently said uh, as a quote to her ending marriage and her divorce. I was that. Yeah. She got divorced. Um, she said, I just don't know if humans are made for monogamy and for love with one person in that pure way for forever. I, and I just thought to myself, like, yeah. I know that it almost seems like a radical notion to say that. It seems like radical for humans to just be like, I don't know about monogamy. I don't mm-hmm. know about these things. Like being poly or being open relationships is considered weird and like alternative Mm -hmm. but just from the conversations we're having together it seems like we don't that that makes more plausible sense than what we're talking about okay but hold on i know that you are not letting you talk yes sorry Cass. we're all (laughs) um but okay so i'm 32 years old and while yes i have been in to me the greatest feeling that's ever possible is like a human that I considered my best friend and I loved so much. But the truth is that love died. Like, it, no, I would still consider myself in love with him, but it's just not, it's not the same. The juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore for me yeah. and for him too. And so it, it in that way, it died. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable. Um, but then I think, because then I feel bad about this and I feel embarrassed about this. I don't know that I care. Like maybe I want to be like what Scarlett Johansson is saying. I'm I'm not interested in Polly. I'm not interested in some other things like that. But maybe why do you have to be with one person? Like what about one person until it's not right and then you go to another person or or maybe you're with nobody for a while or I, I don't know. But then I feel embarrassed by that because to me it sounds like I'm just trying to like be lonely and make excuses for it. You know. Um, I think like it doesn't. It's always worth it at the time if you're feeling it with someone. Oh, sorry. Um, if you're feeling like it's going to go well, uh, then and I say try it. Sorry. I don't know if that. Uh, okay. Sorry. Her mic kind of messed up. Oh, sorry. 
sorry. So um, it's definitely worth a shot. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're just going to have to move on. Um, I think that there is someone you're going, like, I think personally, whoever it is, especially for me, I'm going to find someone that I could see spending the rest of my life with. Um, but like, you know, I don't think, I think realistically about it, I don't think it's going to be some, you know, dream guy. I think it's going to be someone very real, someone, you know, that I can actually, you know, not envision as this perfect being to myself, but you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you started to think about deal breakers that you have, like absolute deal breakers Mm -hmm. or absolute like necessities that you want? Uh, yeah, kind of. And are you strong enough? Because I still struggle with this too. I'll have like a a deal breaker. And I'll say this. Every relationship I've been in has shown me more deal breakers. Your new deal breakers. Like not new, but something that I'm like, okay, you want somebody who's like this because this guy wasn't. Um, but are you strong enough to actually be like, no. If your deal breaker is that he's, you know, doesn't like your family and you're close to your family you want a guy that's close to your family. But what happens is that I'll just like make excuses for some guy who like is like too busy to be with my family or doesn't talk to them or something. And I'll be like, that's fine. And then when I get out of it, I'm like, no, I don't want that. Like, I don't want some dud who sits in the corner. Yeah. When I'm around my family. I, you know, don't really have that much of a, I have a family, but I'm not like strongly, like I'm strongly connected to my mom. But everyone else, it's like, no, not really. So, but I think when it comes to like, if some, if I was dating someone, they're like, hey, I don't like your friends, then that's definitely like a deal breaker. But don't you want, so like, yeah, I just think that the, like the next guy that I'm going to date versus the three that I have, like seriously dated, um, I want them to like, like my, like I have dated one guy who was like super close to my friends, um, and they still talk about him to this day. Um, they're like, why can't you date that guy? I'm like, no, I don't like him. Um, but uh, I want somebody like super close. You know, just the things I want them to have like all of the necessities. They're yeah. not a lot. I'm not saying perfect, dude. I'm just saying, you know, fucking nice to waiters and my friends yeah. and family or something. That sounds nice. Someone who tips well. That what a dream. Nice. Yeah. Tips really well. Yeah. Like very generous and kind. Uh, Stephanie Whittles Wax told us to date um, a mild mannered guy. Mm-hmm. If you're not mild mannered, you're kind of more mild mannered. So maybe you'd want somebody a little bit more hyped. You caused uh, a domino effect of all microphones. Of not mild mannered. Yeah, I fucked that up. Um, yeah, I. I mean, you're more mild mannered, so maybe you got to date a rowdy ass motherfucker. I just think the hunt continues for like the perfect dude for you mm-hmm. and me and anybody who wants a dude in this room. Not necessarily. <laughs> Oha. Um, I want a dude. You do? Yeah, for sure. You want to fuck a guy next? Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, I also think that hold on, where was I going with this? Um, the hunt, also like the quest continues of what the fuck is love? I don't yeah. know. I talk to clients all day long about it. I'm just like so confused by what it is, but I know that I have felt it. But I'm saying like for sustainability for longer than a year, what is it? I don't know. I think I know. if you're just like wanting to be with someone, I don't think you should be automatically looking for the one. I think it should be someone, like, if you have a connection with them, act on it. Don't, mm-hmm. I don't think your automatic thought should be, you know, can I marry this person? It never is for yeah. me. I don't think that that's. I don't think mine is either. Okay, so my thought is never, is he the one? But my thought might be like, he definitely isn't. Like, <laughs> no thanks. That's why I got out of my, my one guy that I dated I just knew, so I was just like, no, I just didn't want to be with him for long term. I just was like, no, and I just, I was fine walking away from that totally. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I just don't, I don't like that. I don't know. The, I mean, we just have to keep looking. Mm-hmm. I, if anybody knows, we always get people that come talk to us about the show. So there will definitely be people that are like, this is what love is, this which is I want to hear. Is. People's yeah, opinions. please go online and go on our uh, page for a relationship and tell us what you think love what is. What online? 
Where? On our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. We have a Facebook page. Facebook relationship. Dot com slash relationship. I don't know if that podcast. I don't know what thing is. And then um, iTunes, but people aren't doing that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we have a live show. Yes, we do. We have a live show March 31st with Cam Franklin live at Rec Room. That's 100 Jackson mm-hmm. Street. Um, 830. It is at 830 p.m. Um, tickets are ten dollars. It's barely anything. A blip in your in but, your it's two drinks. OK. Um, and then we um, it just took a long time for you to say that. You're like, oh, it's, no, it's uh, fine. It's, I got stuck. Uh, so. It's going to be just like a fun time. We're going to hang out, talk to Cam on stage. Uh, she's definitely a powerhouse in Houston, so it'll be fun. Fat Tony was really fun. I think this will be better because it's just the next one. Cass, thank you so much for coming oh, to talk yeah, to us. What do you What do you want to plug? Um, Your movies, obviously. I will be having me and my partner, Tessa. We will be having a new video uploaded on Vimeo soon. It's going to be the next um, continuation of Spooky Summer Camp. More Spooky Summer Camp coming at ya. Everybody, thank you so much. Yes. Please rate thank and review you, us. Alex. Thank you, Alex Oriani. You're an angel from heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, please go to Mockingbird Network. Check out the other podcasts yeah. on Mockingbird. There's a ton of really amazing people making really amazing stuff. I am loving the stacks right now. Amazing. That's my favorite in Ryan's Crush Corner, but he needs to put more out. He like, needs to put more out. He will. I need more. Yes. Um, okay. Well, we love you guys so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Mocking Bird Network.